You know, there's uh, 20 NFL teams that are still alive for the playoffs. I think that's an actual record I heard in the final week of the season list. Well, they expanded it to seven teams recently. So that, you know, it's like it's like when those guys in baseball like, oh, he holds like the postseason home run record. It's like, yeah, because he plays like five rounds of playoffs. Mickey Mantle just like played the World Series and that was it, you know, so all these rule changes screw up all the records and all these sports. They should just lock it in, but they'll never do it because if they can squeeze more money out of it, they will. But then you get like, you know, Tyreek Hill trying to break the yardage record. It's like, yeah, but the 16 or the 17 game yardage record. I mean, it does make a difference. Right. Well, over time, things change. I mean, look, at one point in the NFL, there was 14 games in our, in our lifetime, right? I mean, that happened. Yeah, yeah. So totally. All right. So what I want to do is that I think in, in week 18, if you're in a fantasy football championship or anything like that, Rotowire has tons of videos on our YouTube page talking about fantasy and rankings and who's playing, not playing. And we'll we'll hit on some of that. But what I want to do is I just want to kind of go game by game, not necessarily, but just untangle the important things that are going on in football and what the outcomes mean and kind of just get your take on these games. Because I, I plan on maybe throwing some coin down, doing a little DFS and Maybe, you know, some player props will pop out of it and just your general thoughts. Does that sound like a good plan for today? No, but I'll do it anyway because uh, you warned me of it. I, <laughs> I I just have one rule, week 17, and I or week 18 in this case, um, is that, you know, there's, there's three categories of teams. There's one that have locked up their seed and they have nothing to play for, like the Niners, the Ravens, the Chiefs, um, the Rams. Like, they don't – they're not playing for anything. So they don't care, and they're actually going to rest their quarterbacks and their key players. Um, like Christian McCaffrey's not playing, like Patrick Mahomes not playing. But then there's the the next set of teams that's like fighting either for playoff berth or playoff seating that it matters, right? Like Dallas obviously wants to win the division. They don't want to, you know, they want home games. They don't want to be the, the the five seed, right? So they care about this game against the football team. But then there's the teams that are eliminated, right? There's not that many of them this year, as you said. Like, what are they, like 12? But they're totally eliminated. They're not playing for anything. And I think that uh, sometimes people mistakenly group the eliminated teams in with the teams that are resting their quarterbacks. And that is a big mistake. In my opinion, the best values historically have been betting the eliminated teams against the teams with a lot on the line. Because not only do people assume that the eliminated teams are going to try less hard, I think it's an advantage. I think these teams that have a lot on the line, they're under pressure, you know, they're the big favorite, they need this game. Um, and people, you know, probably playing hurt for them if they have to, you know, all this stuff. And in the eliminated teams, they're like, screw it. Let's just knock out this team. Let's look good on tape for next year. Let's, uh, you know, we're professionals. We love the game. There's really no pressure on us. Let's just play loose. Um, and so I love teams like the Titans against the Jaguars. That situation um, just seems to be where people misprice it a little bit. Right. And the markets, I mean, the uh, the Vegas knows that and they price accordingly, I'm sure, because they know how the market's going to run. How many times have we heard oh, this team is not playing anything like you just said or they're giving up? But in the NFL, when the contracts are year to year, more or less. Right. We're, we're going to talk about Russell Wilson. And again, because there's been some developments and clarity on his situation. But Russell Wilson signed a seven year deal. It really was like it could end up being a two year deal. So. Like you going back to what you said is everyone's out there trying because you may not have a job next year in the NFL if you don't play hard. Yeah. I mean, if you're on the field in front of, I mean, look, if I play pickup basketball, I only play with my daughter now. So I, I don't try quite as hard, although I ask her, what percent do you want? You know, you want, she can beat 50. She can sometimes beat 70. 
If it goes up after 70, I usually start blocking shots. You like to Kembe. To Kembe. Yeah, I start to block. Um, but sometimes I let her get a step and try to catch up and block. And sometimes she, I can't do it. But point is, uh, these guys are all going 100. And yeah, it's just, they're NFL players. I mean, but I'm just saying that if I were playing in a pickup game of basketball, hypothetically, which I never do anymore, um, you know, I would want to do well, you know, and imagine if there were people watching that you knew. Imagine if there were millions of people watching. Imagine there were millions of people watching and tens of millions of people watching on TV and like hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars at stake based on my track record for my next contract. I mean, the idea that these guys aren't going to try is preposterous. Right. So when I laid out the agenda for you about like going over these playoff scenarios, why did you immediately reject that? Did you have a different agenda that you wanted to? Oh, no, I just, the whole team by team. I don't care. Not like, team by team. Not team. Oh. That's, I meant the important ones. That, yeah, you know, I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm happy to talk about anything and just wing it, you know, but my, my whole life now, right now that I'm an old man and I'm. You're not um, an old man. No, I'm an old man with it, you know, but, but I, but I feel good. You know, I feel like right. a young man, but I am an old man. And that, you know, I've done what I've done, like my, that whole part of my life is over. Um, like I never do anything that I don't want to do. Like, I mean, that's not true actually, but you know, that I don't like, like I never do stuff just to do it. Like when you're at Rotowire, right? Like you, you got to have a waiver wire column. If somebody loves diving into waivers and, and talking about all the gems they're going to find, that's the guy to write the column because he wants to do that column. Right. But if nobody wanted to do that column, I would have to write the column. I'm talking about like 2004 when there was like six of us doing everything. Because, I mean, by the way, just when you were the editor in chief, more or less of the football stuff. Right. right. So, you know, someone had to write it because we were <coughs> catering to customers who needed that product, right? Who wanted that on the site and everything else that we did. And so you had to talk about certain things. You had to talk. So, you know, if you go to Real Man Sports, like I'm just like, like out of, for legacy reasons, I have like some of that. But now I'm just like, I'm just going to write about what I want to write about. You know, I'll, I'll write about Aaron Rodgers, like calling a Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel trying to threaten to sue him. And then did he show up on the list? I thought like there was something. The point is that it, it, it's, I got to care about it, you know, and just sort of going through it so that people listening can get some wisdom or whatever. Like, I don't care about well, that anymore. Here, well, and, and I agree with everything you say. You have yeah. to be passionate about the, the content yeah. that you're doing or yeah. else it, it yeah. comes through as false. But right. I mean, have I ever steered you wrong here? Never. To, I to trust an, you. That's why okay. I'm doing it. But right. I just said I don't like the plan. But I'll still right. trust the you. plan. The plan is just okay. So the title matches what we're going to do. Right. But it's always going to be. I'm going to tell people, hey, we're making spaghetti with red sauce. But you're going to make a nice bolognese for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're going to do it the way you like yeah. it with organic, uh, grass-fed meat. But I'm going to get the people in the door yeah. by telling them spaghetti. All the spaghetti, just the meat, some salt, yeah. some butter. There you go. Put some bacon in it. You know. You get the point. Um. Like it always reminds me of that scene in uh, Boardwalk Empire where uh, he has spaghetti and coffee, right? Who is that? that? Uh, no, Jip, Jip Rossetti. He goes, uh -huh. he goes, let me get a Real little man. bit. By the way, the actor, uh, sorry, let me, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt Bobby Canale, Bobby Canale. Yeah. He's born on my birthday. Same oh. birthday as me. Yeah. yeah. Real he's, man. He's, he's one of my favorites. He was, uh, <coughs> he was in a great movie too, Bobby Canale, um, with, uh, it's called the uh, Jasmine or what's it called? Uh, my blue. It was with dice was in it. Um, blue Jasmine. Dice? Blue Jasmine. Dice? Who's Dice? Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, okay. Okay. He was awesome in that. He's like actually yeah. a good He's uh, a good actor. Okay. He's a really good I remember actor. like 30 years ago, Hickory Dickory Doc, you know? Oh, yeah. Know. And by the way, brilliant <laughs> one of the most brilliant characters. I mean, Andy Kaufman, Dice, those characters, like uh, uh, all time. Pee-wee uh, Herman, Mount uh, Rushmore of characters. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I I I never really got Pee-wee Herman. I knew about the the movie theater thing, 
but I never really got that character. Like I was young too. Oh, it's brilliant. But, it's but brilliant. I, I never really got it at the time. I was like, this is just weird. But Andy Kaufman too. I never watched enough of it. I was like, well, this is just weird. I get it. Like, like we had we what well, we had bits like on our show, you know, like guessing the lines or or, or especially um, chances to win that people be like, I don't get this. Like, this is stupid. He's making this up. And but if you got the joke, people liked it, right? Uh, but. I feel like I don't get the joke on a lot of that. And if I really paid attention, I'm sure I would, but I just never put in the effort. So a lot of comedians that people think are brilliant. I'm like, I don't get it. Well, comedy and art is all subjective. Right. And I think that you could think comedy is not like ha ha funny and still think it's, it's, it's brilliant art. And for example, you brought up on your real man, on a chrysalis podcast, you brought up Stephen Wright, my yeah. favorite, him and George Carlin to me are the, the two. And they couldn't be more opposite as far right. as their, what they do. Right. Like Stephen Wright, he told a um, I saw him on a Rich Eisen's podcast and he said one of his because Rich said, what's your favorite joke you do? Right. And he goes, my favorite joke is the one that every audience rejects and hates. Right. And he told the joke and it's stupid. The premise was that he saw his he saw his grandfather in a, a coffin. And again, it's a bad joke, but I just thought it was brilliant that and, um, and he was thinking of like a flashlight. When you take out the batteries and like you twist them around and the flashlight comes back on again. He's uh -huh. like, what if I did that with like my grandfather? Just uh -huh. move the position and maybe right. you wake up. So, again, stupid, I like I like that. Joke. I like it, too. But he says every audience rejects it. He says, the you know, but it's my favorite joke. So, again, art, characters, all these things. Yeah. No, you but Stephen still... Wright, you got right away. And and same with Carlin's obvious, right? And, you know, the Louis C.K. and all those guys, you get them right away. Chris Rock. The the thing is, like, these guys that are in these weird characters, um, you Dice, gotta be like... Dice, Herman. Yeah, Robin Williams. I never got him. People are like, oh, he's such a genius. Yeah. I was like, he just seems like he's manic. You know, like, I couldn't really... I couldn't get what was so funny about that, like, mania. Or that, you know, what was a big one, was that movie... Um, What's that movie? I never got into that. Austin With, Powers. That was like this, that guy, that character. Oh, um, um, yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike Myers. Uh, Mike Myers. Right. Like, I never got into that because I just, that character was just like, people are always imitating that voice, all that stuff. Yeah. Never got into it. And and I'm not saying it's bad I, I, or that I wouldn't get into it if I really paid attention, but it was always like a turnoff. I just, Stephen Wright was obvious what was funny about it. He was, yeah. see, to me, the, I've, I've heard this, you know, this sense of humor is a sense of proportion. Right. It's a sense of like what should fit with what. And when something's totally out of whack, it's funny. And so if you can identify things that are out of whack, like in especially in society, in plain sight, that's what like gives levity to it. Right. And so Stephen Wright, I thought was obviously doing that. You know, when, when he made these, you know, he, he was he was doing these things like, you know, the other day I bought some powdered water. It's just my favorite water, joke. Yeah, right. My favorite. And, 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 you know, it's like powdered stuff is like fake. And it's like makes you think, you know, it makes you think. What would powdered water be? You know, what do you, would you add to it? And it, and it's like, but it like, it it, it exposes something that's out of whack, out of proportion in our sort of um, processed world. And and all these guys, you know, Carlin was you know always talking about how things were so out of whack, but just directly. Um, and and to me, that's what it means. So these weird characters, like. I don't know. It's just not my style. I guess. It's just, it's looking at art. I mean, how many times have you been to a museum? You're looking at art and people are marveling over it and you're like, yeah, you know, and other times you like other things. Other people don't. It, it, comedy is just a form of art. That's all it is. It's, it's so it's subjective. Uh, so before well, we move, uh, go ahead. I'll I say wanna... one other thing about art. I don't know shit about art. Never was into art. Went to tons of museums. Always hated it. It was like as a kid being dragged through the, yeah, the, the Met in New York, all these New York museums, like just like, oh, when am I going to get some food, you know? <laughs> um, but now that I have my own, you know, site and, and chrysalis.com and stuff, I take photos for the, you know, for the articles that I write. And I always want good photos. A lot of them are nature, but 
art museums make for amazing photos for like, if you're writing about, you know, something like COVID tyranny or whatever, there's like an art photo is like the best photo, you know? And so I always go to a museum now, like which one do I want to photo and steal <coughs> for my purposes? And looking at it that way, like to use it, changed my whole perspective on it because I'm like, which one conveys like a meaning, like a, some sort of like mystery and a dark underbelly. And, and I look at it like in a whole different way that I never looked at it before. And I started to appreciate it. It was really weird how that well, happened. Well, you know, it's now you're getting an understanding what YouTube is all about. Cause YouTube is about thumbnail that gets you interested in the video, which gets, sorry, which gets you interested in the title. And then the title is what gets you interested in the video. And then the content is what keeps you there. So right. you're doing your own thumbnails for your articles in a sense. I guess I am, but it's not for promotion. It's just the stuff I like that looks good, you know? Well, well that's what thumbnailing is. So yeah. once you get into commercial thumbnailing, then you're, you're trying right. to you listen. Know, I'm not into commercial. Th I don't know what you're into Alan, but commercial <laughs> thumbnailing is just not something. Yeah. Um, before we, before we talk a little football, just quickly favorite Stephen Wright joke, the great comedian. Oh, that was the one, you know, uh, just add water, you yeah. know, powder, I, water. I got one for you. Can I tell you mine? Yeah, it's sure. A, it's, it's, it's a little longer winded, but I'll do Go it ahead. quick. Uh, Stephen Wright says he comes home and everything is in his apartment was replaced with an exact replica. And he <laughs> yeah. said, you know, this one? No, but I like <laughs> and, and he goes, already, yeah. every, he goes, he goes to, to my, I said to my roommate, I said, do you believe this? He goes, do I know you? <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's a good that's one. Good. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. I, I love that. You know, it's proportion. It's like yeah. how crazy, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's making you think. Um, about stuff. I saw him live at uh, Carnegie one time, uh, uh, you know, 25 years ago. It was, it was awesome. You know, so, yeah. He had anyway. another one about having a life-size map of the United States, which I titled my last podcast. One mile equals one mile. Yeah. Yeah. One mile <laughs> scale. One mile equals one mile. Uh, <laughs> That's it's great. Uh, he named his dog, uh, uh, stay. Come here, stay. Come here, stay. The dog goes like this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's uh, a gazillion of them, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, uh well, my favorite joke personally and I always do this and it drives Heather and Tasha crazy, but I'll never stop is when something is literally the thing that the metaphor. So, mm. you know, the easy example, my mom at one point called me and she's supposed to go somewhere where you had to ride a bike. She's, I don't know. It's been so long. I'm not sure I can do it. I'm like, mom, it's like riding a bike. Ah. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> and so like all of this, but you don't know if you look for that, if you're like on the lookout for that, it happens all the time. Like, you know, Sasha, like being like, let's, you know, we try to pick the low quads off this tree. I'm like, you know, that's this, we, you're just going for the low hanging fruit. You know I mean? There's just mm. these things pop up because that's why they became sayings because they pop up everywhere. Yep. Please torment other people with this joke every time. If I can say that it's the literal thing, what it is, there's nothing that brings me more uh, happiness than that. Yeah, I love that. And by the way, it also, uh, yeah, I was going to tangent another topic. Yeah. I don't want to pivot too much. We go tangents within tangents within tangents before we even get a word of football out on this podcast. I know. Well, what I'll do is I'll timestamp so I could tell everyone, you know, hey, non-football intro. Yeah. And yeah. then here's. Da -da 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 -da. Don't worry about it. Who cares? I, I, you know, I still, I still feel an obligation. I'm being, you know, paid to care about the viewer. But you're right. At the end of the day, I really don't care. No, I, I care about the viewer because of the viewers myself. Right. So like, I feel like there's a million of myself, you know, which is really like 10, but let's say a million. And they all want something that I would want to see, which is something that I'm interested in. And if I'm not, if I'm bored, it's going to be boring to listen to. And I always thought that on, uh, you know, on, on Sirius XM, I always thought, you know, when Deutsch and those guys were like, you got to talk about this. I was like, I can't, I can't do it because if I do and I'm forcing it, the audience is going to know they're going to know I'm bored and I'm just like going through the motions of doing the waiver pickups or whatever. So if we absolutely had to, 
we would make a total mockery of it. Like we would, yep. Jeff and I would make a complete mockery of the process. Well, your brand of, um, of radio obviously in kind of was inspired what I do. And, you know, so I'm very comfortable not taking callers on the radio and things like that, because, you know, why infuse bad content into good? Content? You're an asshole. You know, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. basically who you are. You yeah. Know? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> asshole light. Asshole yeah, light. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, it's good. All right. I wrote down here also uh, fantasy football commissioners because I'm pissed off about our, our uh, a little bit. I can't get too mad at our friend Ted Bell, but I won his league. Right. He brought right. me into the league with, you know, with a. it used to be the Stopa 10K. It's now the Ted Bell 500. He's very generous. Uh, I won the league. He throws an extra 500 on top of, you know, what I won. Okay. But he says, hey. You know, it's a hundred dollar league. Here are the eight. Here's the seven guys that need to pay you. Go get them. What? Yeah, I got the collection down. issue. I mean, right. So it's not Ted Bell being cheap. Frank it's Schwab. Ted Bell being it, it's Ted Bell being lazy. It's not being cheap. No, so, he says there's a reason. He says there's a, uh, a a transactional reason. He doesn't want things on his. Oh, oh yeah. One time, uh, I was asking him to uh, help me out with a you know wager, you know, a ticket or something. And he was like, is it less than this? And he yeah. didn't care. He wasn't worried about the money. He was just like, you know, the IRS, it's true. They want to know, you know, they're like basically insider trading, you know, in Congress. And they want to know if you send 600 to PayPal. So that's probably why he doesn't want to send and, you. That's why he made it 500 probably because yeah. it's under the radar. He doesn't have to yeah. report and anything. I, yeah. I want to, you know, I am bashing him, but obviously he's very generous. I think, you know, and I, I admire what he does so much. I don't want to crush him too good, but. He he did send out an email to the seven people. Hey, you need to Venmo right. Allen this. And, you know, a few people took care of business. And a few people are sitting out there, people we know, that are just letting days tick by. I did. That's nothing that makes me more. And first of all, it sucks. Like, I wouldn't be in the league unless they collected because I don't want to have to, like, beg people for money. So how the do I handle is, this? How well, do I handle well, well, so this happened, too. Um, once in this... Uh, that league of leagues with Dalton. There was one guy who was in charge of the money. He just never paid. And we won it a couple of times. I didn't do anything after a while. I was all Dalton doing the work, Yeah, but I was, you know, I was half my money going in originally. Um, and they just never paid us. And like, I was like pissed, um, but he didn't really want to, you know, he's more, he's not really like as, as more of a boat rocker as I am. So, you know, it was all industry people and all the shit, but I'm just sort of like, fuck you. Mm. Like if you're in the league, just pay the money. Well, and, I was thinking about going on offense on this one. Oh, I, I you know, here's the, here's just the look. I so morally, ethically, you're 100 right. Be like, hey guys, I won the league. It was a great league. I'd like to do it again, but I don't want to be in a league where people don't pay. So, you know, I'm not. I'm BCC everybody. Email to yourself. Say, well, uh, you know, there's an email. It's not even to myself. It's it's there. Everyone's on the email. Fine, chain. but just like BCC. <clears throat> fine, but don't just email the guys like in CC like the ones that oh. So you're not even outing them to each other. Say I don't yeah, want yeah, to out anybody. I'm not, the- just say I'm not outing anybody. But just pay up, man. I don't want to chase this down. You know, mm-hmm. like that's not that's not fun. You know, I, I did the work. Um, I won the league. I don't want I'm not going to be in this league next year. Like it's a sh- just, out, you know, everyone's like it's so funny because everyone's like too busy to deal with it, you know, but it's like it's an wow. obligation. You know, I, I pay and, my debts right away. Oh, I, uh, dude, if I owe money, actually, I owe you money. Yeah, um, that was a hint. hint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to wait for the last uh, week of the uh, Ramondre Zeke, Zeke Elliott bet. I but uh but I do owe you money. I owe you twelve fifty for the uh, survivor too. I, I uh, yeah. just tally it up at the end, and I'll give it to you. But but my I'll point tally, is, you're the one keeping the you're the accountant. You okay, know, you well, have I'll, do, I'll do it. But the point is that that this is what ends up happening sometimes is they stiffed you out of money that they owe you that you didn't you weren't like you know asking for any favors or anything. There was voluntary league fees that they you know agreed to, and then you ask once or and, and twice if necessary, which is a huge imposition on you to have to even ask mm-hmm. and deal with it. And you're the asshole. You're hounding them now. 
You're the guy hounding them for something they agreed to pay. <clears throat> and, you know, in, in that case, like you have two choices, right? You could act, you could say, look, I'm just going to email the league and say, these three guys aren't paying, you know, and just say, I, I'm sure they're busy. I'm sure the, you know, they're good for it, but look, this is just not reasonable. I, I don't know why some people just think like they'll pay when they get around to it, you know? And the thing is like for the debtor and the creditor, like you just want to close this book. Full, you don't full wanna, you don't mafia wanna, yeah. uh, families were formed on this principle, you know, like loan sharking and, you know, I mean, you know, breaking this, legs. Is, this is legit though. You know, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. And, and the thing is like, if their rent were due, they wouldn't forget to pay it. You know, so it's all about the pain point. And to me, it's like, that's why you need the mafia, right? Because it's like, these fucks won't pay because they know, you You know, you're in the industry with them. You're not going to like, you know, put a huge dust up over a hundred bucks, you know, but like, but it's I might. like, well, you should, but the point is, but you know, but you may suffer the consequences is all I'm saying. But the point is that like, if it was their rent, they would pay it. So when people are late, right? When people show up late to meet me, I'm like, Let's say if you showed up on time, but not if you were second late, you would have a billion dollars in menage with your choice of five supermodels. Are you going to be late? No, you're going to be an hour early. You're going to be a day early. You're going to build a tent outside that thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> you show up late to see me because it's obviously less of a priority. Don't tell me you're busy. You're this. I'm sorry. It was traffic. Anything you tell me why you're late to see me doesn't mean shit because I know that if you had something that was essential priority... Or you'd be murdered if you didn't show up at that time. Just put it easy, simple. Right. Um, you're going to be there. And so, you know, it's a choice to be late. Now, there could be something where your cab like, literally got flipped over and, you know, that kind of thing. But but then you would be late for those other meetings too. And so, so that would be fine. But it shouldn't be that like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to it. It's like if you had a deadline, you would have to pay it, you know. so. And I just want to circle back and say, by the way. Our friend Ted Bell, who I called out, he the only thing I the only beef I have him by the way, he's very generous. He paid right away, right? Like he's, oh Ted Bell, like he's a man of Ted honor. Yeah, but I'm goofing on him because of the hey, you know, and I knew going in that it was a everyone pay after. He told you in advance, right? So okay, but, so you're not getting a surprise. You just didn't think you'd win. Wow. <laughs> it's like you're Very like, ah, no. I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. If that's yeah. a problem, I'll no, deal with it. But I didn't think that industry people would be late paying. Oh, you don't know industry people. I don't know. I don't it know. Is the I told you, is that legal leagues? These are prominent guys. They just yeah. wouldn't pay. And you'd be like, it was like a year these guys wouldn't pay. And they were, I reminded them, you know, I was like, yeah. guys, you well, know, gonna, and it was I'm like, it was like beneath that. them. It was like beneath them yeah. to deal with it. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, and, and by the way, and I, there's, Four guys of the seven who, uh, three guys who absolutely paid right away. So, and, uh, you know, thank you. I Name the guys who paid Scott Pianowski, right? Uh, uh, you know, right away. Pianowski's a good payer, yeah. Man of honor, man of yeah. honor. Frank Schwab, the second the email went out. Okay. I had a hundred Good, good for pay. him. I don't know him, but good for him. Right. Um, and then there's another dude that paid uh, pretty quickly here. Let me know, but I didn't know his, his, anyway, name. you get, you get points, yeah. you know, in, in the podcast if you, if you paid, you know, if I'm you want, that's an incentive to pay. You get you get credit for paying. Let's say. And the guy, the other guy who paid right away, his name is James. I don't know okay. his uh, yeah. James pays. So yep. whoever James All right. Is. Now you want the non-payers? It's up to you. <laughs> Next week, if they don't pay, they're getting the non It's like the, there's the Epstein list, which is like bad, <laughs> and there's the non-payer list, which is even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel's on both. <laughs> well, don't sue me, Jimmy. I don't know. You yeah. might not be on it. You maybe, maybe you're not on it. 
and all you did was wish yeah maybe you're just a good guy who just wanted to foment hatred toward innocent people who didn't want to inject themselves with unwanted pharmaceutical products maybe that's all you did yeah uh, the the other um and love the topic we're gonna yeah, get to because yeah. i have a whole hold on i need to get a glass of water because i i have to I'll, pee I'll also so should okay. we both leave Let's leave and let, let the audience have a moment of, you know, a moment. Uh, you go reflect. first. You go no, first. No, I think it's good. A zero, a zero. All right. All right. We'll be right yeah. back. Stay yeah. with Nobody us. Nobody else audience. does this. This is first. All right. We were seeing, we were making a test to see how many people actually uh, stay with us. By the way, put in the comments if you're watching, if you've had any commissioner faux pas collecting your your championship winnings. I'm curious. I love these kind of stories. Um, not when it happens to me, uh, maybe like, you know, people collecting. Because if you're in a league with me and I'm the commissioner, I get everything before the draft, right? We, 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 actually, ga we actually gained viewers when we left, by the way. Yeah, it was, an, yeah. it was such an upgrade that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, when I'm when I <laughs> so he's uh, someone just said I assumed you peed in the plant. I pee so quickly, and yeah. I'm telling you, when I'm like at a basketball game, I told you I do the refereeing, and I pee in between every quarter. They think I'm going in the bathroom to do drugs. I'm I'm convinced of it. Well, you haven't been fired yet, so they don't, they don't mind. <laughs> I don't I don't do drugs. I don't yeah. do drugs anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, commission when I'm a commissioner of a league list. I collect everything up front because people are never more motivated than right before the draft in the dynasty leagues that I manage. I don't, I, so you can make any trade you want. Like I don't judge like, Oh, this is unbalanced, but I, every trade is pending until commissioner approval until you pay the year. If you trade picks away. So if you're trading away your 2025 rookie pick and a 2026 rookie pick for Jameer Gibbs, you got to pay for those years, pay for those years. That's good. That's, That's good. how I do it. Because if you, cause leave, I just, yeah, no, what I would do, right. Real man just trades like all his picks for the next 20 years. And then well, you can only trade two, two years and, out in my list. Okay, and then just leaves. It's well, just, that's why. So you have to good pay luck finding someone to take that team that doesn't have any picks. Right. But it, so we've had people leave and I say, hey, I have a, a $250 team that you get for two years for free. Right. Now the team doesn't have their second round pick in this year and their first, right. but it's, it's free. a free roll. It's a free, free roll. roll. Right. So, and then when I, and that's when I know the people, if I don't know the people, everything's paid a year in advance. So right now they'd be paid through 25 and, if, and they know that ahead of time. So if you don't, do that, you can't be in the league. And that's the only way I'll run it. Good. You're a good commission, man. I I think I'm one of the better commissions. I really do. Now I'm not, sometimes, you know, I, I get I take some hate and, and cursing, but that's the only way to do it. That's why, by the way, I'm shedding leagues this year. Yeah. Because it's it like you said, my life was hell with 41 leagues. I, I need to oh, pair yeah, down. No, it's not it's not enjoyable. I mean, you do nope. this out of enjoyment initially. Yeah. All right. Uh the Russell Wilson contract thing. I know we hit it on a little bit last week, but I read an article by Andrew Brandt on Sports Illustrated that was really cool. And he kind of explained um, I, some of the facts everybody knows that Russell Wilson was approached list after Halloween game and said, either you have to get rid of this guarantee uh, for 25 or you're benched. They still waited a few weeks and then they did it. And then, but now they're going to cut him and there's a they have to pay his thirty nine his uh, what's it called his uh, thirty nine mil next year, but it's offset 
Are you are you sniffling or snorting? What is that I'm noise? I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little sniffly because so I'm here sick. either mute or blow tissue. So I don't have mute, but oh, how do no, I? You mute do it? on Streamyard. Yeah, it's very oh, distracting. Sorry, sorry, you're snorting sorry. and sniffling. You sure you that you went to drink water? <laughs> no, I'm not doing cocaine <laughs> in the day. No, I'm. I've been thought... sick for four. The reason I had a sore throat. I mean, the reason I had a bad throat was because I been taking vitamin C. And I took one without drinking it down. So it was like burning. Yeah. So I was, was like, I need to get some water. So yeah, real, you're right. I do have a meal. I thought plan. crystal Sorry. meth. I didn't think cocaine. I thought real man does crystal meth. No, I don't. Yeah, no. Yeah, real blue meth. Graduated from cocaine. Yeah. Uh, short version is if Russell Wilson free to sign with any team for the league minimum, and then they have to pay the rest of it, the Denver Broncos. So if he signs for $1 million, Broncos have to pay 38. If he signs for $10 million, they have to pay 29. So his salary will equal 39. Here's the other thing, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Why would the Broncos do this? Uh, dead cap next year is like 30 million, 50 million the following year when they cut him. So they're cap strapped now for two years. Why are they doing this with Russell Wilson? What's the purpose when you have to pay for him anyway, basically, and kill your cap at two years out? Well, they save the money though, right? I mean, like after someone no. signs him. Oh, they, no, they, they, they don't they save say, the let's money. Say they get, let's say he signs for 15, right? They have to pay 39 minus 15. Right. They pay 24 and that's it, right? When, when they're yes. still screwed against the cap the next year. For the following it's not year, coming, right. But it's not coming out of their Correct. The cash, cash if no more. If he stuck around, he would count against the cap and they would have to pay him. And they'd have to play him. <laughs> well, I mean, if they really hated him, they could sit him, but they'd still have to pay him. Right. 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 So, um, you know, so, so that's why, right? Has they, he been they that didn't... bad? That's really my question. No, he's not that bad. But but the thing is, like, they probably decided that his best, I mean, they know his best years are behind him, but that it's going to get worse that he doesn't have it anymore. If you've made that decision, how can you build a team around that? Or maybe Sean Payton, who they paid a whole lot of money. They're still paying uh, Hackett, you know, a couple million bucks. Um, so they traded all these picks. They paid Wilson all this money. And now they've moved on and they've got these expensive coach, expensive quarterback, <clears throat> now they don't have a good defense anymore, which is the whole reason of bringing in Wilson to solve the problem. I mean, it's, it's been a catastrophe there. But the reason they're they're doing this is because, yeah, th they have a cap hit, but they figure they're two years in hell and they're going to rebuild during that time. Maybe they get a higher pick that year, but they don't have to pay it. So the owner's just like, look, we're a losing team for two years. Let me save 50 mil of my own money. Yeah, but, well, it's a new ownership group too over there. And it's like... I know people that just keep putting more shit on the credit card and more shit on the credit card. It's like at some point, you know, like now there's there's talk that they're one of the teams that could trade up for the number one pick. I mean, you know, you're going to have to mortgage more picks. They paid a first round pick for Sean Payton too. keep that in mind. Right. I mean, the, the, the amount of stuff they've traded for what they got, given that Wilson's been a bust. Two ones uh, and two twos for Wilson. And then for Payton, they're still paying Hackett. And they're paying Peyton a lot of money too. I mean, it doesn't count against the cap. He's a coach, but right. just all told, they have just shelled out so much for nothing. It was like, oh, the problem's the quarterback. Oh, the problem's the coach. Oh, the problem's the quarterback and the coach. And now it's the defense also. And now it's also the rest of the supporting cast. It's like the whole thing sucks. Yeah. Uh, are you going to do any playoff leagues this year? Yeah, I'm doing that uh, NFFC one. I already yeah. signed up. I, I'm. I was trying to build my team, but I don't think you can add players until after week 18. Yeah, no, no, because there's, like we said, there's there's so many different combinations of teams. And the game Saturday night is actually like a playoff game at the Colts and the Texans. Right. And that's the first playoff scenario, 30 minutes in, that I want to talk about. Okay, sure, <laughs> sure, let's do it. I, I love that it's 30 minutes in. It'd I stalled be, long enough. No, no, we were we were yapping. You know, I'll let people know in the things. It's, it, like I said, I titled this Playoff Scenarios for Dummies. So, you know, yeah. listen, you're a dummy if you sat through 30 minutes of this. And, yeah, we tricked you. <laughs> if it wasn't false advertising.
Right, exactly. It, you, was, it wasn't for dummies because like you didn't understand it. You made it easy to understand. It was for dummies because you fell for that. We were after like the fourteenth week of not talking about what we purported to talk about. <laughs> All right, so here's the matchup Saturday night. What's at stake is Houston clinches the AFC uh, title with a Houston win, obviously, or a Jacksonville loss or tie. Uh, the ta- uh, the Texans can clinch a playoff berth with their a win or Houston tie plus Jacksonville loss or Pittsburgh loss. Okay. Indian, basically it's a win and in. So which one of these teams would you rather see in the playoffs? I mean, presumably it's like a seven seat. Uh, well, I, they- I like both these teams. I think both these teams could beat a good team. If things broke, right. I think Minshew um, has some upside. I think he's good. And the Colts, um, they've shown sparks at times. Um, I think Stroud, the, the comp I have is Joe Montana. You know, obviously that's a high comp and you'd have to play at a high level for a long time. But um, that's that's what I'm seeing. It's like a guy who moves well enough around the pocket, not a huge scrambler, um, but just finds the open guy. You know, always finds the guy. It doesn't matter who the receivers are, what scrubs he's with. He's just really, he just has great touch, great feel for the game. Um, and I guess the Texans because of Stroud, but... I don't think the I think the Colts are a live dog against most of the teams too. Well, this they would presumably if they <coughs> if they win the AFC South list, either them or Jacksonville, they'll be playing. I'm thinking Cleveland in the first round at home. Yeah, and I would take Cle- Cleveland will be favored in that game either way. Yeah, I mean Cleveland with Flacco has been good. I mean, but on the road, I mean, that's almost fifty fifty. You know, saying Flacco's been good is 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 uh, doing him no service. He's been the, like the second best quarterback in the league over the last month and a half fantasy. You're talking about and reality. The numbers don't, I mean, he looks I mean, like, yeah, he, I mean, he's played well. I mean, it's just hard to take 10 years, you know, and, and say, well, those 10 years aren't what's important. It's the last, you know, four or five games. Um, I, you know, we, it, it is what it is. It's this big enough sample with a large enough magnitude to say, you know, it's just that quarterbacks don't matter. Alan, that's the lesson ah. that nobody wants to learn. Everyone's like, you know, I'm telling you, my, the worst errors I made in Rotowire for 10 years was being brainwashed by those midwits that I thought actually knew something. And I was like, oh, I better study up on this and get the hang of this new analytics stuff that they're all doing. And analytics is actually a bullshit word because everybody's doing analysis. It's just they were doing a very specific kind of analysis, which was using sort of statistical probabilities and generalities to predict specific outcomes. And, you know, I kind of fell for the the pitch a little bit and I got into it myself. Um, but like, I mean, what do you make of Flacco? I mean, this is, this is like really a, a wrench in the thing of like quarterbacks. I mean, what about is quarterback just situational? I mean, explain this Alan coaching matters. I think coaching matters. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. So if you're within that, bell curve that realm of a good quarterback like yeah like zach wilson wouldn't be good with good coaching right or he'd be better but not great uh an offensive line but i think that stefanski right coach of the year i mean you know maybe it's it's i think that that plus the experience of joe flacco and look maybe you know like he looks good right doesn't he doesn't look like he's moving like a 38 year old so it's all these you always talk about complex systems it all came together for flacco sure but the quarterback right so i totally agree with that right but if you say complex system now you're saying quarterbacks aren't the thing, really, because that's just part of the system. Now, they may be the most important part, but I, I think this is a real problem if Flacco not isn't just like anomalously, fantasy-wise, Billy Volek best, but like he's literally the second best quarterback right now. It's a real problem 
for for reality, you know, because it's like he was there for 10. He wasn't even that good when he won the Super Bowl. He's right. there for the last 10 years being mediocre. And all of a sudden he gets put in this situation and he looks like a superstar in his yeah. prime. This is like Barry Bonds on Roy's at age 38, you know, but Barry Bonds is already, you know, an all-time great. So it's really hard to like, you know, I mean, Fitzpatrick had a few good games, you know, in the middle of the season. McCown came in and was pretty good for a couple right. games. Like look but at Jake Browning the, and Josh Dobbs. But this is the yeah, but but this is the biggest sustained run I've ever seen yep. from somebody who came out of football and kept it going. Yep. Hold I mean, on. I got. I'll be right back. I gotta. I gotta. Go ahead. Do, Hold on. Let's do see. your thing. Do your thing. The uh, the other the next uh, playoff scenario that I wanted to talk about was the um, Buffalo Bills and that that game. That's a win and in game as well. Um, it's it's crazy for those of you who play in playoff leagues or have done like the underdog fantasy playoffs. Uh, they have like drafts going on already. You can draft these guys and they may not even end up being in the, in the playoffs, which is so nuts. And uh, what happens also over like the next few weeks here with these teams, it's also going to determine if you play like a keeper in dynasty, like how, how they're perceived as well. I was just saying um, we're talking about like the playoff drafts a little bit. And the next game was the uh, Buffalo game because they could be the two seed or they could be out of the playoffs with a couple of things breaking. Their I hope right. they get bounced. I, I would love it. You I don't I want just, to see them in. No, I'm so, so sick of like, they're the best team, whatever. Look, they should have lost to the giants. Had they called that PI, that was obviously PI and Darren Waller. They would have lost to the giants in that game. They could have lost to the chiefs, but for that Kadarius Tony lot, putting his foot in the neutral zone. I mean, the bills, they had some lucky, uh, they had some bad losses like that too, but they had two wins that were like total, like, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, this whole Josh Allen MVP and stuff. I'm like, come on, man. It's not Lamar Jackson lost Mark Andrews, his best receiver, torched the Niners, right? In in San Francisco, torched the Dolphins. The, you know, the two other teams that they're competing with, torched the Lions, the other highly seeded team they played. And, you know, and and missed his best player and is on the best team. I mean, why to me to like skip him to give it to Josh Allen. Um, yeah, but the, the odds say it's yeah, the other yeah. way. Yeah, so I mean, the, I, the whole thing, it's like the Buffalo, it's like they should have been better, right? They should have been better. They're 10 and 6, man. If they win, they're 11 and 6. Yeah, I That's guess. That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I know. It seems like they were bad because they had a long stretch of bad. Well, if but, they win, they're in. So they're, they then they deserve to make it, right? Right. If they win, they're in. But if they're 11, 10 and you, 7, yeah. they're 10 and 7. You know, you should probably get in the NFC. You definitely get in 10 and 7. But you can still, they can still get in. They, what they need here, and if, if I'm saying this wrong, anyone in chat, just, just let me know. But if Buffalo could still get in if, with a loss, if a Pittsburgh loss, Jacksonville loss, or a Houston Indy tie, that still right. gets them well, in. Tie is not going to happen. So it can't. Hey. Well, I mean, it can't. Airplane, airplane test? No, it's not airplane test. Mm -hmm. But uh, so, but the, you know, the, those other, I mean, those other teams are favored, so they really need to win. Now they're favored by three in Miami, which I find very strange. I know Miami lost Xavier Howard and Bradley Chubb, and those are serious, those are important players, but um, that seems kind of crazy to lay three in Miami. Did you see uh, the Tyreek Hill's uh, burning house thing? I did see that. What was that? So his house is the had a major fire. Again, this is not football related, but uh, they, you know, made the news. Obviously, it was like it looked like the it was inflamed the mansion he has, but it was one room. But they had to come with the huge fire hoses, right. and he's there with his his new wife, and mm -hmm. you know, not in the house. They came in. He had his like a 
big leg brace on and mm. there was people home at the time but they got everybody out and safe i mean that's traumatic watching your house burn you mean they don't know what the cause is yet i mean there was people in the house maybe it was who knows if it was it's like shades of andre risen you know ah <laughs> if anyone doesn't know his girlfriend who was in tlc andre risen yeah. a player from 25 years ago burned his house down yeah uh, i don't think that it's nefarious but uh yeah, well, man, it's, so, traumatic. So it's traumatic, but sometimes these guys, you know, Brett Favre, like his, his father died and he threw four, you know, sometimes they just channel it into the game. Sometimes they're distracted, you know, so you never, I, I don't, as long as he's healthy and he's a professional, I, I'm not really, he was wearing a boot on his leg when you saw him outside of his house, just looking at his house burned down a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he's probably still banged up. Yeah, or just, you know, like when he's walking around, you don't want to put any undue pressure on it or whatever. So, all right. Uh, next next one is uh, the da- Dallas. Uh, with a win, they clinched the e- NFC East title. That's not something I saw coming at all. They would have to lose, and Philly, and obviously Dallas is 13-point. What are they? Yeah, 13-point favorites um, yeah. or so and for, the, uh, for the Eagles again. In a playoff scenario, I mean, I know you're going to – like if you're in a, which one of those two do you think is the <coughs> the one that could play four games? Because uh, obviously neither, you know, neither neither one. I I, mm. I guess I would say Dallas because the Eagles. But you know I think the Eagles like normally I take the team so I'm going to take the the football team against them. Oh, um, with the thirteen. Yeah, because I think like it's on the road. Dax works on the road. It's a rivalry. Uh, they know that Dallas has a lot at stake. They want to beat them. I just think that's a huge line in this circumstance that they're going to go all out. But I kind of think with the Giants-Eagles, um, which is a much smaller line, I might take the Eagles. I'm not committed yet because the Eagles played so poorly. They lost to Arizona that this isn't just and – and the Eagles aren't really playing for anything either because Dallas is going to win. So the Eagles have nothing to play for in that case, right? I mean, they're just going to be the five seed anyway. So Here, here's the problem, though, List. Like, there's actually – it's not bad if you lose this game because the five seed is going to play presumably the NFC South winner which is tampa right right the the winner the two seed has to play green bay i would rather play tampa bay than green bay i'd rather play Ta- green bay at home uh than tampa on the road and secondly oh, on the road right and that's, future that's, road games i mean there's another game that would be at home and the road. the two seed is guaranteed home games until they get to san francisco if san francisco makes it and so you definitely want to be the two seed but the the eagles have nothing to play for because dallas um is going to win that game 92% certainty, you know? Right, but I, isn't, didn't they time it out here? I think they timed it out. So the Eagles-Giants is at 4.30. Right. Right? And then let me just see what time the uh, the other one is. Sorry here. Let's see. Um, I don't know why it's not on my sheet here. No, I, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to know. I'm saying it doesn't matter if they know. Mm. Th- think well, about it. Think about it. You're playing a game where it only matters if the other team, which is a 13 and a half point favorite loses outright. Right. I think, but, I think Washington is going to cover. I don't think they're going to win. Now they could win, but it's like 8% or something, right? Yeah. Uh, for the giants and Eagles four thirty, and the Dallas game. Yeah. I guess they have it earlier. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Dallas can... is earlier. Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I can't find down here. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Oh, Dallas. Yeah. Dallas is the same time. Same right. time. They would make the same time. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm just saying like Philly knows pretty much unless there's a miracle that they are going to be the five seed regardless of what happens. And so I think that's good for them and betting them because they're going to try. Uh, they're not going to rest guys. I don't think because 
it could happen. In other words, they're not going to arrest Hurts and those guys because Dallas could lose, right? Mm. But they don't expect Dallas to lose. So they're going to play loose, right? Like it doesn't matter because it really doesn't matter. Right. And they, because of the collapse against Arizona, they're going to be super focused, motivated. They need a good win going to the playoffs. They don't want to lose to the Giants, you know, or, or have like a life and death game with the Giants. I feel like this is a get well game for them. Yeah. I could be wrong. The Giants show up every week, but, um, but like, I, I kind of think like this is the time to lay the wood because I'm treating Philly more as a eliminated team than as a under the gun team trying to get in. Right. A eliminated yes, team that that probably won't play their starters more than like you could. No, see no I think Philly's going to play the whole. I mean, if Dallas is up three touchdowns, I could see them pulling starters in the second half. What if they look up at the board and, and the <coughs> commanders are up uh, 20 to seven in the third quarter? Oh, well, they're going to go crazy to win. Right. Right. But right. I'm, I'm saying if that you have a point that if Dallas is up big in the second half, you could see Philly winding it down. But I don't I think they need a win here. I think after last week in Arizona, they can't just... Uh, you want to have momentum. They don't want to limp into the playoffs. I don't think so. Right. There is something, right? It's just like when you're playing basketball, use that reference earlier, and you're missing a lot of shots, the best thing to do is just get a couple layups, a couple yeah. easy. Yeah. And then that kind of gives you that confidence to move back a little bit. Um, I'm just looking at the potential matchups here. So if the playoffs started today in the AFC, obviously the Ravens would have the wild card. The, uh, I mean, the, the, the one seed. Yeah, sorry, that's the wild card, right? They would have the buy. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, it says wild card round buy, and then the uh, the two seed it would be either Miami or Buffalo. Right now, it's Miami uh, against Indy or the Texans. Right? Well, no, because the tech no, because uh, and then right, and then Jacksonville, if it was today, would be playing Cleveland, right. and then Buffalo right now would be the sixth seed against Kansas City. That that's crazy that that's the first round matchup, and that used to be like the premier matchup, Buffalo KC. Yeah, I mean, I think KC is the sleeper in this because they, they didn't they didn't get it into the end zone last week, but they took over that game uh, in the second half. I mean, they just kept having field goals. They covered though, which I really respected. Um, and I feel like you know Mahomes looked pretty good. Rasheed Rice is there. I mean, Kelsey looks a little shot, and there's some story about how much he got paid by Pfizer, which is kind of gross. And then the the and now and if that was like explain that that. I thought okay I don't want to say this because I I shouldn't have said this because I didn't look up the source Mm -hmm. I just saw somewhere that he got paid twenty mil um to for for Pfizer but that this but again this could be wrong let me test you out let me test you out now you obviously have been very vocal about your anti Pfizer and forced medication for twenty mil are you gonna maybe no hell no no not even twenty mil list how about twenty mil twenty bill I wouldn't do it. All right. Well, you're a man of principle. Though. It's not I'm a man of principle. I'm just not stupid. Like you're stupid if you think you could get money and avoid like the karma and the internal karma and the you know, the conscience uh, of doing something you think is is killing people. You know, like I, I honestly, I wouldn't. How could you do it? I mean, it would be just dumb. Like how could I? If somebody like killed a friend or family member of mine, I couldn't protest because I was willing to do it for money. So why wouldn't I? You know, it's like you would just lose any moral. You'd, you'd lose any, um, you know, moral standing you ever had on any issue at all. So, of course, I wouldn't do it. But my point is he doesn't necessarily know or think that. So that's why I did it. But this is what I heard. But this could be bullshit. So, you know, I'm not saying this is necessarily true. Something I just This is heard. rumor. We're, we're going in This rumor is a right rumor. Right. So that he got paid 20 mil. I'm not positive of that. He got paid Kelsey, something. Travis yeah, Kelsey. He certainly got paid more than like a mil, you know, but I don't know how much he got paid. Um, and that, you know, that this was in the works for a while, this campaign with him. Okay. And you think about the Taylor Swift thing, like 
like that gave him all like Travis Kelsey, like he was known. He's you know one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Known in football. He's known in football, but he wasn't like a national guy. He wasn't known, known, right? Like he was like he wasn't Tom Brady or Joe Montana. Or my, my mom had no idea who he was. Of before. course. Right. You know, even Gronk Gronk was more famous, you know, like um, so uh so no one really knew who he was, right? But they're giving him all this money. And suddenly he's dating the biggest pop star in the world. And and this is like the stupid story that I never wrote about on my on my column because I was like, this is stuff that they want you to talk about. Like they want you, this is like being put in on every broadcast. They keep trying to say, talk about this, talk about this. And you and you gotta think, like, that's not connected that he got the Pfizer job and that she's dating him. And then you're like, she has so much money. Why would she date him as part of sort of a campaign? Like this whole thing is like this fake. It's like, it's, it's like an act. Like they're acting like they're in a relationship for the money. And obviously if I'm Pfizer and I want to like get my product out there, Kelsey's not worth that much. Right. Um, but Kelsey, if he's connected to this other person who's got the vastest, you know, fan base, um, and then the story of like the intersection between football and, and pop music. I mean, this is a good ad campaign for, for your product, right? And so to me, like this calls into question, is this even real? Like this is like, you think it's a coincidence? I mean, it could be, right? That he got the Pfizer thing and he's dating Taylor Swift right at the same time. Or is this some sort of like, you know, <clears throat> so again, I don't know if any of this, this is true. I'm this just is saying, a cons- this is a conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory that I can get behind. Yeah, no, this is a conspiracy theory. There's this. There's no right. way to. I, I, mean, I am. I am, I am. I am. I am. Word. I am not saying this is true. I am hypothesizing that I'm speculating that there may have been a conspiracy between some Pfizer ad, you know, and 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 corporate people to and you know and Kelsey's people and someone to do with Taylor Swift to combine all of this in order to move product right to normalize this you know with like a huge main you know huge crossover mainstream audience now that could be wrong that theory could be false but it's just bizarre right like if it's 20 mil and you can double check that i, I didn't even think Whatever I was the number, it's a large amount of money well it, it was a million bucks right like okay fine you know it's a it's running during football he's famous that wouldn't really be a big that you could just be like he just took the ad money and, and that's it and they chose him because he's I don't know, you know anyone that'll turn out a mill though dude that's what, well no I'm saying they chose him or they chose whoever right right uh, could have been Baker ch- Mayfield right could have been anybody right exactly and they they gave him you know Baker Mayfield had some ads for a while so they they gave him a mill that was that right but if they gave him twenty mil right do you, which doesn't make any sense right like for for a player of his stature um and then do you think it's a coincidence that he's with Taylor Swift suddenly. I don't know. That just seems a bit far fetched. Those those two things coming together. Um, I'm what I'm doing right now is I'm googling how much was uh, how much was he paid by paid Pfizer? the Pfizer ad. But it so far these websites that are coming up, I they're sketchy. They're not. Uh, it says yeah, like you know these are not websites that I know. But right, I see that on one of them that says that reportedly made twenty million from Pfizer vaccine. Right, I see it now. Okay, but maybe yeah. that's not true. Because but they're not. They're not. There's, like, there's a lot of bullshit. Uh, yes. You know. You know, in that direction too. Yes. So I don't want. I don't want to be. You know. Oh, because it like supports my thesis. This is correct. I, I don't. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. Um, that if it's true, I mean the whole thing is just weird to begin with. Like, what the hell was that? That whole like forcing that on you, like the whole yeah. season, and then he's the Pfizer guy. Like just even of that. But then when I heard the 20 <laughs> mil, my brain started being like, wait, what? But again, I don't know if the 20 mil is true. Right. Um, last 
10 minutes or so, I want to go over the NFC stuff, and maybe we'll find a conspiracy theory in the NFC, too. That's what I'm thinking. I'm hoping. I hope so. We can dig yeah. through one. J- Jalen Hurts, um, you know, some, they, they tested him immediately, right? Didn't they test him for steroids immediately after he had, like, two tush pushes or something? I, I don't I, know. I don't know yeah. what happened with that. Um, but anyway, so if, if the playoffs started today, uh, San Fran gets the bye. Um, the the two-seven game is Dallas-Green Bay. How much would what do you think that would be the line in that game? Uh, I think Dallas would be favored by about seven and a half. Okay, and then uh, Philly, uh, Tampa in Tampa. Uh, I think that would be like My, well, it depends what happens this week because Philly's no, really your look ahead line. Uh, minus three, two and a half. Minus yeah. two and a half. We're in the same, and then Detroit hosting the Rams. That would be the one that I think would be the best game. I think that'd be three, three point line. And then everyone's going to jump on the Rams and take the Rams. Probably. Yeah. Right. So that line would need to be, I think three, I think, I think three, I mean, you know, remember it's not just the public, there's sharps too. And who also moved the line. So say like 60% of people like the Rams, right. And they're putting all this money, but there's some people and, and, and this goes to three, Goes to two goes, and a half. Goes to one. And, yeah. Well, and then people are going to put money on the Lions, but people who bet in size, and and some of those guys who bet in size, kind of, I think they spook the the you know the odds makers a little bit more than the people, because um, I, I don't know if it were at one, I would be all over the Lions. I could see that game starting opening up at three, right? Rams plus three. And going to Rams minus one. I'm, ta- I mean, that could be wild, but I'm telling you, I could see it. Yeah, I mean, I would be if if I would be all over the Lions in that scenario. I mean, golf's better at home. Mm-hmm. The Lions, you know, offensive line and offense is good. The Rams have been really good against the run. Um, Stafford and the receivers have been good. I mean, the Lions' defense has been crap. So that you know, this could be one of those shootouts that last team with the ball wins. But the Lions are home. I don't know. I I think. I would have to, uh, I have to take them, and they're going to be rested this week, pretty much. So, last playoff scenario I want to ask you about is actually in the AFC. It's the Steelers, who are nine and seven. They're going to be at Baltimore, who already said they're resting everybody, right? All the starters. Yeah, and they're not winning in. They're winning need a Buffalo Pittsburgh. That is, they're winning need a Buffalo loss. Right, they but win Buffalo in, could easily lose. Right, they need a Jacksonville loss. They need or. Uh, a Houston indie tie, which we already right. said is improbable. Um, they Kenny Pickett's healthy, but they're like, no, no, it's Mason Rudolph time. Right. Well, Mason Rudolph played well last game, and um, it's not like Pickett is Joe Wait, Montana. Before you, before you do that, uh, we had a good question. What's in it for Taylor Swift with this? I don't know. I don't know. And she's got so much money. It's like, how much would they have paid her? I can't imagine like. She would do that for twenty million. This act, I don't know. I really don't know. Right. But uh, it's a fair question. Is, no, it's a fair. I, I I don't know anything about Taylor Swift. I don't listen to her music. Oh yeah, My daughter well, does. You you really got the the chat going with this. They literally couldn't pay her enough for that. Yeah, yeah. right. But it may not be a monetary thing, right? Like who knows right. why right. someone would do something? Well, maybe yeah. she's a true believer. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> all right, but back uh, to made some you know, and maybe Taylor- there's something darker going on, you know, in there. But but the point is just that <clears throat> that I don't know. Um, but it's just very bizarre. If again, if it's a million, then it's not that bizarre. It's just, yeah. he's the Pfizer guy. He happened to do, that's a little weird. Okay. But okay, fine. It's a coincidence. But if he got 20 million and he's suddenly dating her, that's really weird. It's almost like they knew. 
Maybe because they know that she's, quote, uh, you know, this, I'm not calling her an idiot, but a useful idiot. She's in love. Hey, you can woo her. She's, you know, I don't know what, what it is. Maybe she's really in love with Travis. But that would be, I don't think he would like be like, I don't think it would be like, he, I don't think she's like the dupe. All her songs, I know right. her songs are about like getting broken up with. Right. That's so that would be, that would be the ultimate. It would be like, okay, she's very vulnerable. You're going <laughs> to take the 20 mil. You're going <laughs> to ask her out. She's going to go for it, but you're just playing her. We, you don't even like her, obviously. You're right. just, no, I don't think it would go. I don't think they would right, do that. I right. think I was thinking like it was like a corporate, like their people all together, you know, like this is a great idea. It's going to generate a lot of, you know, uh, advertising. It's going to, it's right. going to, you know, generate positive, uh, you know, associations with the product. I, I think I was like, they all came together and had an idea to make this sort of farce of relationship to promote the product. That was, that was the conspiracy. Up- not, not that he was, you know, she would have to be in on it. She couldn't just be uh, right. duped. Yeah. I brought up Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey in like, not in a, a nutless monkey way, but to Jeff when I was guest hosting on the radio and he, he shut me down so quick. He wanted nothing to talk about. Proud of him. Very proud of him. But yeah, he, good, and he even called, he said it was lazy analysis. I go, dude, you don't have to, you're like, all right, you want to, I mean, you know, I have so much respect for Jeff. I would never come uh, back uh, at him. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think I brought, like I jokingly, brought up the stat about how poor he's played since he's, you know, listen, I said, and but I, the reference I was making on the radio was, you know, like they tell boxers abstain from any, don't get sex. Laid, yeah, right. Yeah. And the minute you do, this is the re that's the joke I was making. The Kim Basinger and the natural, you know, Robert Redford, stop hitting home runs, you know, there you go. And that's kind of the joke, the throwaway. Uh, Kim Basinger back then was way hotter than Taylor Swift, but uh, you know, it's worth it for his, for his sake. But, the, but the point is that, uh, yeah, I mean, again, you we know, can, look, we can wrap this. Uh, yeah, no, no, huh. I, I like this topic. But what I'm saying is, again, like um, in this world, we're like so much shit that we thought was the, that was reported to be the case or ostensibly or, you know, apparently this. And it turned out to be that. I mean, I look at pretty much everything. I'm like, why are they shoving this down our throat? I mean, if they were in a genuine relationship, just coincidentally, which they could be, they would want the NFL would want to market that. Right. But it got a bit like every game they're like showing the boot it was just a bit in your face and then like scott hansen on the red zone talking about it and cutting to it it was just like became a thing and then he's shilling for pfizer on top of that like why him out of all the people and but could it be that okay so this thing was happening the taylor swift they're bringing all these people a travis kelsey's hot right now let's use him in our commercial and he's like listen you want to use me to shill your stuff what's your price 20 million okay you know, like he's probably joking, like twenty million. All right, we'll give it to you. No, I mean, uh, twenty million uh, is is couch cushions to these uh, pharma companies' lists. They are, but couch, uh, like, ca- you know, coins in the couch. Yeah, cushions. I understand, but I'm just saying that, like, of all the players to choose to rep you, and then suddenly that player starts dating one of the most famous people in the world, or was it the other way? Was it dating first and then the the shilling second? So that might be the most benign thing that they were dating first. And then they're like, "Wow, we can He's get an hot. NFL guy to do it. Yeah, this we can use her this relationship as like a good. It'll that give him a lot more, more exposure to me. Okay, maybe, maybe it's that. And they gave him twenty mil, knowing that they were dating. I only thought they were dating after the Pfizer thing came out, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Right, but I, again, I don't know. I haven't followed the timeline, but and that seems like, hey, there's a, there's most people. There's a number they won't refuse, right? And they probably said to the agent, "No, but you know, th- th- these companies won't just throw infinite money at." That's not infinite. At, no, um, they're not going to throw. Um, it, it was fifty mil. Would, would they say yes? I mean, the point is, they're only going to throw twenty mil for an ad campaign at like, you know, Michael Jordan or Tom Brady. They're not going to throw it at like 
the tight end on, you know, yeah, but I mean, he's not just, the tight end. He's the NFL player on the world champion chiefs that dating the, the most right. popular. If he was pop- already dating her, I'm saying, but if he was not already dating her, it right. makes, it's very go. suspicious, right? Maybe he was dating her first and they tried to capitalize on that. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe, but that would have had to happen fast. Cause when were they dating? Was it wasn't the beginning of the season? Was it the very start of the season? No, I don't I think it's since like week eight or something. Cause that's right. When, yeah. So wasn't he sponsoring it the whole, I don't know. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It's enough on this. I, you're right. That is the plausible explanation. If, if that's what the timeline right. is. All right. Well, I'll do some investigating when we come yeah. back next week. All right. Any, any week 18 thoughts or advice for anyone that uh, I like rewind to the beginning of this. If you missed list, uh, I just said, bet, bet the teams that are out of it um, against teams that are fighting for it. their lives. Right. Uh, spoilers. Teams, yeah. Obviously the teams that are locked in their seed, you know, you, you fade those. I mean, those are hard. Those are really hard to, to gauge like the lions Vikings. It's like, are they really going to try the Vikings are going to try, but how much resistance are the lions going to put up? You don't really know, you know, Dan Campbell's going to say, Oh, we go all out or whatever. Um, but that's always the hardest when you're dealing with the team. Cause that's always priced in, right? Like, so a team like the Niners or the Ravens, those are priced in like they're, uh, so, so fading them isn't like obvious because the line reflects that. But I think w- the best thing is take the teams that are eliminated against the teams that have a lot to play for, because I feel like the market will act like the teams that have to play for should be given a boost and they shouldn't be. Yeah. And quickly in the, not the NFFC style playoff draft. Like I'm in one where you just draft it's a snake draft and you set it and forget it. You know, there's no like each round you change, you die when your players die. Um, or, you know, like if you draft Christian McCaffrey and they, and the Niners get eliminated, you just get zeros in that spot. Right. Yeah, Who sure. should, so I'm pick three in a, in a snake draft with two quarterbacks, two tight ends, two receivers, two, two running backs, two flex, two kicker, two defense, two everything. Who should be the first three picks? Two QBs. Yeah. So there's seven teams in our league. So everyone 14, has to- 14 QBs are playing. Right. I think probably Lamar. And McCaffrey are definitely in the first two picks. No matter so then what. I take Purdy at pick three. Well, that was what I was thinking about. Who you take at pick three? Yeah, You're it's got to be Purdy. You think it's Purdy? Yeah. Because you want who could play four games or who could definitely play three, right? Or that most likely play three. Yeah, the Niners are the best bet to play three of any team, I would say. But And then, and then stack ability, too. At least there's three players I could stack with. Yeah, you with. could stack with him. Um, but it's hard to stack the best team because people take the kicker and the defense and all that. I just I'm I'm talking about one pass catcher. If I take Purdy at three, yeah, you get Kittle a on the way back. I can get Kittle, Ayuk, or Dino <clears throat> on the way back. There's a chance. Right. Well, actually, even better on the third turn, you get the no, third it's one. But third round reversal. Oh, uh, but you maybe get the kicker or something. You know, you just stack yeah. hard. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess Purdy. I'm just trying to think like well, if Josh Allen or or two. I mean, do you get to wait till after 18 to draft? On uh, well, yeah, yeah, we're drafting on Tuesday. Oh, so then uh, Josh Allen maybe ahead of Purdy. Actually, I would take Josh if, if if Josh Allen's the two seed. I would take him ahead of Purdy. No, not even if he's the two seed. Okay, so you would take him ahead of Purdy because then, he's of course a lot more points and like he's favored to play three games also. Right, right, right. And so okay. yeah, that, and you know, and then and, stacking someone they might let uh, Diggs. They would they would let Diggs come back, I, and then yeah, I, and then I might maybe. get Gabe Davis in three or Kincaid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the stacking is harder on the Bills because I think Diggs will be gone. No, because he's been horrible. If there's the if he's if they're the two seed though, but he's been horrible. Yeah, but I think it's just been because Josh Allen's rushed in all so many touchdowns and stuff. Um, and I can get James Cook. Yeah, Cook also. 
Um, he might be gone though too if the Bills are the two seed. Now, if Miami's the two seed, you know, Tyreek and and Tua start to, you know, mm, and Mahomes, Mahomes also, you know, is that's I mean, the one. I mean, but that know, means everyone, that Mahomes is playing Josh Allen in round one. Yeah, on the road as an underdog. Yeah, you can't take him at three. But you know, the Chief stack is the is the. 40. One Dak CD. Well, you wouldn't get that stack in this in this one because um, if you take Dak CD, it will be the next pick, or you know he won't come back to me in that situation. You know what? Because the guy who's picking seventh is complaining. In my mind, if I'm picking seventh, my first two picks are Joe. You might, Flacco. Get, you might get Dak and CD at six at seven eight. Uh, maybe, but at seven eight, I would if he's if they're gone, presumably, I would take Joe Flacco and Joko, Joe Flacco and Mari Cooper because they can win a game. Just a game though. With your, you need to win two games with your first right. two picks. Right. I think Dak CD, if they're you know if they're the two seed, they should be. Um, is a good. That that'll be there at seven eight. I th- well, not necessarily. Well, no, no way. Well, look, here's who's gone. Right, McCaffrey, Purdy, Lamar, definitely gone. Right. Right. And then, well, I'm the three, so yeah, it was <laughs> one of those three. Right. And then, I'm saying if you're the seven, right? right. And then, um, Josh Allen's gone for if they're the two seed. Let's just assume. Okay. Mahomes? That, no, because he's going to be on the road. In, in you know, he's going to be an underdog. No, they're the three seed. They're going to play the first game. All home. right, that'll be the second game. He'd be on the road. Yeah, yeah. I think Mahomes might be gone then at four, and then uh, maybe Dak five seed. Any six. Eagles? Would you any five? No, seed? no, not as a five seed. But they'll be gone before the six seven pick. Or you think no, that... the Eagles? You could get you could get Hurts and and Brown if you wanted. Yeah, All right, I, but be... I, I don't. I wouldn't want the Eagles, but yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's a weird uh, year. There's, yeah, there's I very... well, which I like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I like. Yeah, I'll I'll uh ne- when next week when we're doing this podcast, I'll kind of run over who everyone picked in the first round or two. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next Thursday, same time. Oh, we never t- touched on the team that I wish I drafted. Oh, that's right. Okay, so let's spend do another. You care about uh, that? Or we no, don't. Of course have I do. Of course okay. I do. So let me set this up. I loved it. This is my favorite article you write of the of the year, and I had some questions about it. So stick with us for another minute here. So Liss writes an article for years for RotoWire. Now he's doing it on RealManSports.com, which you should all go check out. It's where all his premium sports content lives, and he talks about the team he wish he drafted. Now this is if only he had the foresight of the whole season. Well, I, I'm here now, and I know what I know now, and I go back. What? Even if I didn't have the force, I just this is which I I wish I got into a trance and did this, whether I knew or not, because now I know. So, well, how so the first, first? So I'm always picking for the one slot in this exercise. So one point one, I'm taking Nick Chubb. Okay, um, I love <laughs> Chubb's week one matchup, and I'm a little worried about his durability, but that's okay. Um, Meaning gonna, that he got hurt in week one, yeah, but he put up a nice two, number. Yeah, week, week two. Oh, week two. It right. wasn't even that big. But just I like the idea because this this year was so easy to do this exercise because there were so many guys that came out of the woodwork that I'm going to win this league while losing my first pick in week two for the, the 1.1 pick in week two for the season. Okay, so you know I take some side bets from the Justin Jefferson guy. Round two, 2.12. I'm deciding to go with Mike Evans. I know he goes in round six usually, but I don't like those scrubby receivers that like get hurt. I want a guy who gets a thousand yards every year. Screw oh, Jalen Waddle. Screw Devontae Smith. Those guys are scrubs and they Olave. always get hurt. People Out get hurt. They're always hurt. Um, and um, and oh, more side bets. So now, you know, this is a 500 hour league, say, or NFFC league. I've got thousands in side bets already because I started with Nick Chubb, Mike Evans from the one slot. Then round three, I'm taking Amari Cooper, um, which is actually around where he went at 312. 
But nobody uh, wanted him early on like that. No, I just love his playoff matchups. I think against the Texans, he's got a great matchup. I think if he gets, you know, if ever like you can get connected with the veteran QB that's out of football right now, I think it'd help him. <laughs> and then round four, I'm going to take a risky guy. He's never healthy, but um, I don't know. Maybe this is your J.K. Dobbins. Um, you know, he got like eight, he got like nine points in week one, so I maybe could start him then. And also, um, again, my top two running backs out for the year still destroyed all of you. Okay. So I take Dobbins just to just to just troll light, us, troll us. Light picks on fire and still destroy all these you, people. Believe. You're playing fantasy with one hand tied behind your back. Yeah, right? Exactly. I'm just showing off. So now I get the Giga Chad, the Giga Richad White and a little reach in, in 512. I just need depth. I know I've got two running back, two solid running backs in Chubb and in Dobbins, so nothing could go wrong. But I'm just gonna get some depth just in case with the Giga Chad, the Giga Richad. Uh, White Rashad White is who he's talking yeah. about, yeah. and then at six one, um, you know, once I saw that uh, real man Alvin Kamara who thumped that that punk ass at the club, um, <laughs> I had to bump him up. I mean, listen, if if you you know you only draft players um, who are who are committing uh, senseless acts of random acts of senseless violence, um, and then. Uh, this is seven, like this is like you know. Well, you made the joke, but Kareem Hunt could have been the team's kicker, also. He, well, he was a kicker briefly in the offseason. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so seven twelve. I'm taking James Conner. I know five running backs in the first seven picks is unconventional. I understand in the NFFC sometimes you need to, but you know you need the depth. You know, and so I love James Conner, and uh, he's got. I think I like him in the playoffs this year. I like him against the Eagles' run defense. Um, and then uh, eight one. I'm going to reach a bit. He goes in like nine ten, but I'm going to get Prescott. Um, I see these fools wasting picks on Mahomes, Burrow, Justin Herbert. I got to rush and get a quarterback. I'll just take, I'll just reach for Prescott. Then uh, 9 12, uh, you know, this is the year I think Mostert stays healthy. I think Mostert, um, I love the speed. I love the scheme. I know he's in his 30s, but I mean, I think this is like a double digit touchdown year, maybe even, you know, 20 something. Uh, 20. Yeah, I think he can get oh, like wow. 21 total touchdowns this year. I don't know. Maybe it's crazy, but uh, I don't think he'll hold up for the entire season. But at least most of it, um, I think he'll do. And then round 10, uh, I need a tight end. I don't have any tight ends. So let's go with Njoku. I mean, I think he's like Cooper. He's the type of guy that if you got like an out-of-football 38-year-old quarterback, um, it could really help him. You know, so I'm going to go with, with Njoku. You like Njoku at 10, 10-1? I mean, you know, he he. I don't know if he has got a lot of upside this year, but it, you know, we'll see. Yeah. And then 11, I'll go. I, I don't like rookie tight ends usually, but Matt Laporta, I see him as like an Aaron Hernandez level type of guy. Um, produced right away in his rookie year. And uh, I'm going to go with him. So I, you know, I, I need a tight Now I've got my tight ends pretty set, like, you know, Joku Laporta. And then, then 12, I'm going to go Jaden Reed, you know. Uh, you, you rookies, you take the rookie wide receivers never work out. Yeah. Well, Christian Watson is just, he's got the hamstring problem. And I really like Jaden Reed. I, I think he could fit in right away. And, you know, again, like I also look at like playoff matchups, which a lot of people don't do. By the so way, back to have reality some... for a second yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Next year, Jaden Reed easily goes ahead of Christian Watson, right? Yeah, probably. But Watson is, you know, he's still capable when he was healthy. It was just yeah. <clears throat> the targets yeah. were up and down and he was I, probably. I just meant yeah. like the psychology of early best ball drafts. Yeah. I, I don't know what Reed will go in the fifth or sixth. Fourth, Watson will go fourth in... round. Oh, really? I, Watson I will go in the sixth or seventh. In the wide receiver crazy best ball market. Back right. back to this team, because I, I okay. think this team you're drafting is horrible. Okay, yeah. I mean, well, we can bet on it. Uh, I'll take the Cowboys kicker around 13. A bit early for a kicker. A rookie kicker. Well, I see him as a can't miss. I see him as a can't miss pick, you know? Um, I don't see him missing a field goal all year, actually. Oh, you want some more money on this? 
Okay. I mean, I, this is like literally the worst team. How much would drafted. you bet me if I was drafting this team? Okay. Uh, I would say yeah. just name the amount, you know, up okay, to like a okay. thousand, like two thousand bucks, no problem. Okay. Like you drafted your team that you're happy with that has depth at receiver and all this stuff. All this okay. Stuff. 14, I'm taking Ravens defense. I know it's early for a defense, but Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, this is like a, a lot of good, good linebackers. I love this team. Marlon okay. Humphreys is out, man. He's out it's to start the year. Yeah. Just... It doesn't matter. They're well coached. Mm. I, I'm going to go with, uh, 15. I'm going to go with the guy. He's he's a backup to a really soft guy who's in the doghouse a lot. Kyron Williams. You know who that guy is? Have you heard of him? Alex? I like Kyron Williams, but he's um he's a fifth round pick. Usually those guys don't work out too. You know, they're well. The Acres is. I try to tell you, Acres is always in the doghouse. You never bet on Acres. Okay, mm -hmm. only an idiot would bet on Acres. I heard they're bringing in Sony Michelle though. To, is like maybe they're dusting him off a little bit to as the backup in camp. Yeah, they should have bought a Samsung. You know, with, with that situation, <laughs> I, I I feel like. Uh, Kyron Williams, you know, Cam Akers is toast. I don't, I don't know anyone would back him. Uh, and so I'll take him. And then around 16, you know, look, he's only 165 pounds. Probably doesn't hold up all year. But Tank Dell, love him paired with the dynamic rookie. I, I, I've scouted a lot of tape, and I like him over CJ. I like CJ Stroud over Bryce Young. So, I'm you know, going a receiver that size, it usually doesn't work out in the NFL. I mean, these, these guys are, you know, they're, they're gadget guys. So I, I wouldn't take Tank Dell. It's a fair point, but I just think that Stroud is a special rookie, you know, and I've looked, watched a lot of tape. You know, I, I know you're on Bryce Young, but I'm yeah. a Stroud guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 17, you don't know probably who this guy is, but you remember Cup is banged up now, and I think I'm going to take Nakua, this guy Puka Nakua. A fifth-round slow guy that, that from Hawaii? Look, I, I think he's going to get the targets that Cup is missing, no. and then when Cup comes back, um, he's going to have established himself in that friendly system and, you know, he'll be like maybe the, you know, just as good or better than cup. And, and by the way, anyone who's tuned in, we're having a conversation as if, uh, we were in August of last year. And by the way, you were saying that Naku was going to outstrip cup when he came back and I told yeah. you it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was called. I, um, and you, you got right. Kyron Williams, right. Right. Too. But hey, Kyron Williams, is, I have met. Yeah. That, those guys, I mean, what, that was know, when I was under the veil of ignorance, you know, back then, this is now well, in the veil of, of the crazy 2020 hindsight. By the way, the the person you know, you are always like, hey, when you see it, sometimes it's the magnitude of the sample. You're the one who taught me that. Right. That if a if a pitcher comes in in his first start and has you know nine uh has twelve strikeouts, that's different than having twelve strikeouts over three games, right? Right. No. The magnitude I mean, of the sample. Well, that would be good, but you know, if he has eighteen strikeouts, it's right. like. It's like, uh-oh, there's not that many people in league history with 18 strikeouts. Right, I meant their first start. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Right. And, you know, it when really you see is, it. Yeah, yeah and the coup was an extreme and kept it going. It was like Bolden that year. Uh, pick 18s, I'm going to go a little... Uh, I already have a defense that I like, but I'm going to go Raiders defense. I love their playoff matchups. Mm. You know, I, mm. I really I really uh, think that they're going to score I bet a lot they're of under. Playoffs. I bet they're under six and a half games, so I, I think yeah. you're, you're on Mars. Here's the, here, yeah, I understand why you bet the under because they have that nutless monkey coach. But they get rid of him and get someone some balls. I bet you that defense takes off. I mean, who who's on who? What positional coach could even take over that team? I have no idea. Who's I have there? no idea. But I just think you know maybe like an old line, you know, former NFL linebacker or something might. Fair. Anyway, so uh, 19 Saints kicker because um, the Cowboys kicker. I don't like his matchups for kicking in the playoffs. And then you know I do need a backup. Shit, I need a backup quarterback. I forgot about it. Who's left? There's no one on the board left. Ah. Oh, I got to scroll, 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 scroll. He's not in there. I have to write him in and just tell Tom and uh, Greg. Um, 
is Flacco in the database anymore? <laughs> Flacco's retired, right? He's, he's been out of football for a while. I don't think he's got a, but no, here he is. Here he is. I'll put it as like, you know, ran, there's like a play, there's like a like player the joke pick later. at the end, the joke pick at the yeah. end. Yeah. Well, you, I need, I'll drop somebody and get someone on waivers probably when Dobbins is likely out for the year after week yeah. one. Surely he will be. Um, and I guarantee no matter what team you organically drafted. Now there could be a team that had McCaffrey and a bunch of guys that you could engineer to beat this team. Maybe, maybe um, if you just perfectly engineered it week by week, you probably could, but no team that you're organically drafted would ever stand a chance against this team, especially because it's engineered to roll in the playoffs. It's a beautiful exercise. Um, I, we have to sew it up uh, here though. And I love And by the way, all that content can be found on real man sports, Chris List podcast is where you talk about, you know, social commentary, politics, everything, anything that's on your mind. Uh, you didn't post that yet. I looked, I woke up at 4.30 in the morning just to listen. Oh, to it wasn't that. Yeah, um, I, I did it. Um, I've been sick the last few days, so I had to do a call. It's coughing. I did it. I'm going to post it in like the next, hopefully, 10 minutes. Okay. So that, and then the other thing was I looked back at some of our, we did a podcast after one of your video, uh, after one of your drafts. And um, what, I want to know one call that you got extremely right and one call that you got whiffed. The one that I wanted to victory lap on you, I, you weren't against it, but I told you back in like March, I thought Jordan Love was going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback. And uh, it, it seems like not only is he that, he could, you know, I see him like in dynasty rankings, like as a top 12 quarterback, a guy who actually elevates the teammates. That was my uh, big hit, big miss for me. Christian Watson, I thought would be a league winner. The guy's been a complete disaster if you drafted him. How about for you? Yeah, because of you, I have Watson like three leagues. I know. Sorry um, destroyed me. Uh, what did I get right? I didn't get that much one right. One big one. One big one. What did I get right? I'm trying to remember what I got I think right. You, was, I think you were on Devon A-Chain. I, I really do. I was, I was on him because I had the prophecy, right, because of Stopa. Yeah. But I didn't have any information about him. Are it was you, just pure prophecy. Are you happy with Zay Flowers, though? You that Because I pushed you yeah, in a little bit. Zay Flowers is good. I think I think that's fine. I mean, A-Chain will go way ahead of him, but not way ahead, like around ahead of him. But, but uh, I just think like when you look at those guys now, again, yeah. everything changes and A-Chain, yeah. I admit, has more upside. I'm trying but to think of a guy that I was really right about. Um, I guess I guess the thing I, it was the structure of my team, you know, why the primetime team cast, it was that I weighed on quarterback, got Prescott and Purdy as my two QBs. I got CeeDee Lamb in the first round. That was good. It, it was just, it was just like the structure of that team was correct. Um, but I wasn't like the guys I liked were like Darren Waller, Chris Godwin. Yeah. Um, I wasn't right about those guys. I liked Barkley and Bijan. I liked, um, you know, I'm trying to think like, no, that was it. That's a good, I think that's a good synopsis. Yeah. Um, there's someone coming on the air on the road wire YouTube oh, gym yeah, yeah. right before us. Yeah. So okay. I, I want to be fair to him and not, um, you know, have audience in here when he's about to go on. So, all right. um, all right. I think we said it all. We'll be back next Thursday. We'll be talking about NFL playoff leagues strategy, um, just the wild card games. Lissell will go over his lines, predictions, any bets he's making. Is that a fair topic, list? It's fair. I'm also going to do the NFFC contest, so we can talk about yeah. that too. Playoff leagues. Yeah, well, yeah. specifically, yeah. Yeah, NFFC, and we'll talk about like my tr more traditional ones. We'll do both. Yep. All Sounds right, good. we'll see you next week, everybody. Thursday, 9.30 a.m. is when we're live. You can hear anytime on the replay or on the Real Man Wood podcast uh, feed that you can get on all your favorite players. Good luck if you're in a week 18 playoff and don't do that again next year.